Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The COVID-19 coronavirus crisis has seen some unprecedented things occur for some of our lifetimes. The pandemic essentially shut down entire countries, crashed economies, governments handed out stimulus packages like never before. But as some of us rate our superannuation and businesses attempt to peek out from behind closed doors to see what's out there in a post-coronavirus world, the recovery process is now in full swing. But at what cost and to who? Today, we're going to look at which generation has been hardest hit by COVID-19 and whether it will be the baby boomers, Gen X, millennials or Gen Zers who will come out of all this worse or better off. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Since those post-World War II baby boomers gave birth to millennials in the 1980s and 90s, the generation wars have been raging. And during the time of coronavirus, it's been amplified, with millennials tweeting about how life has switched up on them and they're now the ones telling off their boomer parents for leaving the house during a global pandemic. While boomers continue to forge on like a virus that's more likely to kill them than any other age bracket isn't the worst thing they've faced in their lifetimes while they look down on the world from a throne of toilet paper they panic bought in the early stages of the pandemic. If you're not sure how to identify which generation you fall into, let's allow the host of formerly Channel 10 and then Channel 9 show Talking About Your Generation, Sean McAuliffe, do the honours, starting with the baby boomers, born between 1946 and 1964. They invented the high school formal. Ten years later, they invented the high school reunion. And a decade after that, the midlife crisis. <laughs> they feel the bony hand of death on their shoulder, but they turn and say, no, I've still got $2 worth of credit left on the poking machine. Born between 1965 and 1979, Generation X have grown up in the shadow of the baby boomers, which probably accounts for their pasty complexion and vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> Conceived between 1980 and 1994, Gen Y entered a world where jeans were acid-washed, shoulders were padded, hair was lacquered and cindies were lorped. Born between 1995 and 2009, our most recent generation answers to many names, centennials, post-millennials, uh, the I-generation, Z-heads, zippy ZZs. <laughs> I did make those last two up. There are other generations, pre-boomers or the silent generation and the post-Zers, the alpha gen, the oldest of which are turning 10 this year. But today, just days after being told we're now officially in a recession, we're focusing on boomers down to Gen Z to see which has been the hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic financially, psychologically and socially. 
Ashley Fell is a researcher for McCrindle Research and she is also a millennial. Ashley, who do you feel has come out on the bottom of the pile during this crisis? I think surprisingly, it's actually been our emerging generations. So looking at particularly our Generation Z, those who are aged between 11 and 25 years. So there are students of today, our workforce of tomorrow slash they're kind of already here in our workforce. The oldest of them are sort of in their early 20s. And the reason I say that is because this is a defining moment for this generation. So, you know, we had the moon landing, we had the stock market crash, we had 9-11 for the older generations, but for generations said. Um, in terms of their schooling, their expectations around the future of work, I think COVID-19 is shaping them more than any other generation. Well, let's have a look at it financially. Is unemployment going to be the thing that hits Gen Z the hardest? I mean, they're just leaving school now. They're just starting out in life, really. So they may be stuck at home for a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, that's right. Even in terms of employment, we know that Generation Z were the most likely to have suffered from the job loss rates. They were highest for those under 20, with almost one in five losing their job. So compared to those aged 20 to 29, more than one in 10 have lost their job, while just 5% of those aged 30 to 69 have lost their job as a result of COVID-19. So those under 20 are four times more likely to have lost their job than those aged 30 and over. And I guess that means because they're working casual and part-time basis, there is that aspect. And in terms of living at home, we know that these emerging generations, including the millennials, which is my generation, have been labelled a generation of kippers, kids in parents' pockets eroding retirement savings. So (laughs) in terms of living at home and staying at home, hopefully our parents and the parents of this next generation coming through are able to help out a bit, but it may be that that start to life, that moving out of home, that financial independence does get delayed because of this pandemic. I was reading that millennials are the generation who seem to be holding off on spending their money right now. So they're the generation who are hanging on to any savings that they have to try and shore themselves up for what's coming. That's right. So in our survey, we asked this question about what are the opportunities and challenges of social isolation and of the last three months because of COVID. And the top answer was prioritising financial savings and Generation Y were the most likely to say that. So 63% said the thing I've experienced the most over the last three months and I want to keep is prioritising that financial saving more so than Gen Z, who were just under that at 57%. Gen X at 50% and the baby boomers at 35%. So we are seeing Gen Y who are in those key family forming years who are starting to accumulate debt if they're emerging into the housing market, if they're purchasing homes, um, really prioritise that. We also found in this survey we ran who was most impacted by travel restrictions and it was also the Gen Ys. So I think that's probably a tie in terms of, okay, my big trip's been cancelled, our next family holiday's been cancelled, let's put that money into savings and realising that that is a priority for this generation who've got young mouths to feed, who've got multiple priorities and financial commitments. For boomers though, this financial side of things, it's got to have hit retirement savings pretty hard with superannuation accounts, mostly relying on stocks and shares as, you know, helping them grow. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's definitely been a key challenge for this generation. We know just generally that the baby boomers hold more than a quarter of Australia's national wealth and they comprise less than a quarter of the population. They comprise around one fifth. So their wealth there is definitely strong or strong before COVID-19. But like you said, in terms of superannuation and other avenues that they're holding, that wealth has really been impacted. So that would be a a key concern for them, as well as the the social implications on their mental health is also their financial health um, and their their security as well. Just finally, can we talk about the forgotten generation, the poor Gen Xs who are sandwiched in between the boomers and the millennials? (laughs) What has been the most difficult aspect for them during this coronavirus crash? Yeah, well, according to our research, one of the key challenges for this generation has also been the financials. So this generation who we often say are sandwiched between their children and looking after their parents I think that's been really key for them and, and we've seen that as well in terms of this older generation, that the builders, our oldest Australians, that the parents of the Gen Xs, they've really been trying to look after them and looking after their wealth and saying, you know, mum and dad, stop going out. We know that you want to be in community and see friends, but you're really vulnerable to the virus. So looking after their older parents has been probably a key challenge for them. In terms of the the top impacts of self-isolation, according to our research, it's been less physical activity for Generation X. That was the top impact followed by having more time to do what they enjoy. So that was a positive, but then there's been also the increased boredom. So that was kind of similar across the generations, those top three responses. But yeah, we've really seen this generation, the Gen Xs, the silent generation be quite resilient. So yeah, like we've said, the sandwich generation looking after themselves, but also those in their family on the upper end, and then also their kids, the Gen Zs, and even the younger millennials in terms of making sure they're okay. So I think that's been probably a key challenge for them, but they're very stoic and soldier on as they always do. Futurist Bernard Salt is the Managing Director of the Demographics Group and columnist for The Australian and today's resident boomer. Bernard, who's been hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I don't think you can actually say that one generation has had it harder in the coronavirus than any other generation. I think every generation and all Australians can quite fairly make the case that they have borne the burden of the coronavirus impact. If you look at millennials, for example, people in their 20s and early 30s, they could rightly say, well, we have borne the burden of the highest levels of unemployment, particularly because they worked in hospitality, for example. The Generation Xs, people in their late 30s and 40s, tend to be married, tend to have kids, tend to have mortgages. And even though their unemployment rate is not as high as the millennials, they'd say, well, we have a lot more to lose because of the loss of income. Incomes have decreased over this period. And all of these assets and liabilities that we've evolved are at risk as a consequence. And then, of course, the baby boomers, people in their 60s, late 50s, 60s and early 70s, they would say, well, our plans for retirement have been completely thrown into chaos. As well as that, our superannuation nest eggs that we've built up over 30 or 40 years have taken a significant hit because of the contraction in the stock market. So I think every generation could make the case that they're doing it hard during the coronavirus. Well, let's have a look at boomers' retirement first. If they're not retired, they were not far off it. Will it change the landscape of retirees here in Australia? Will the big dream of jumping on a cruise ship and spending your twilight years, you know, cruising around the oceans be a thing of the past? 
There is no doubt that the outlook for retirement has changed mightily as a consequence of the coronavirus. I think that many baby boomers in their late 50s and 60s who were thinking of retiring would think, well, my super has taken a beating. I can't retire now. I need to work on. And the idea of going on a big cruise this is the modern equivalent of doing the grey nomad thing. Baby boomers think, well, I've worked for 30 or 40 years. It's my time now. I'm going to do the big cruise. That now needs to be rethought, not just the cost, but also the health and sanitation issues or the risk issues that are associated with it. You mentioned Gen Xs are the ones primarily holding big mortgages right now. Would there be some who have potentially overextended and be a bit concerned about losing the family home? There is a theory in demography that the time in life where you spend most on housing is between the age of 40 and 44. You either buy a big house or you take on a huge renovation. And the reason is because in your early 40s, both partners are in the workforce. You've had kids, they're growing up, you need a second bathroom, you need more bedrooms, you need more space. So you buy the most expensive house that you're ever going to buy in your life in your early 40s. Generation X are sitting right across that time in the life cycle at the moment. They've scrambled up the corporate ladder, got to the top of their income earning capacity by mid-40s. And you think, well, we need the big house, take on the big mortgage, and then out of left field comes the coronavirus, and suddenly your job is looking shaky, or you're not confident about it, or you've had to take an income cut, or you've lost your job altogether. And it's a time when you've got two or three kids at home going into the teenage years, You might have loans associated with cars and other things and other commitments. It is quite a stressful time in the life cycle and Generation Xs are sitting right slap bang in the middle of it at the moment. Well, let's look at millennials then. Has this crisis put them further away from home ownership than ever before? The millennials have certainly had a tough over the last decade or so with skyrocketing house prices, particularly in Melbourne and Sydney, less so in the other capital cities. The issue, I think, is that during the coronavirus and the lockdown and the months and maybe even a year or so following it, house prices, I think, will decrease. I don't think that you can reduce the workforce's income quite significantly as a consequence of coronavirus and not have that show up in the capacity people have to buy homes and that then reduces the median house price for residential property in our major cities. This is good in terms of the millennial population to see the median house price falling. The problem is that the millennials are more likely than anyone else to actually have lost their job as a consequence of the coronavirus. But if you're a millennial working in the knowledge sector, maybe for a big corporate or maybe in the public sector, your position is far safer. So if you've maintained your income and can see property prices falling, this could well be a terrific opportunity to jump into the property market. The problem is that this does not apply to the entirety of the generation, maybe at best maybe a third, maybe 40% of millennials. The vast majority have suffered diminished income earning capacity and uh, the frustrating thing for them would be to say, well, yes, prices might be falling, but I no longer have the capacity to borrow anything at all until there is recovery in the workforce. So it can be doubly frustrating for many millennials, not all, but for many. What about Gen Z? These guys are either just about to leave school or have just left. How will this impact them? Generation Z, it's very interesting because I think that in many respects, they will carry the memory and the scars of the coronavirus lockdown and the impact for decades into the future. Speak to anyone who's over the age of 90 
And they will tell you that of their remembrance and their experience with the Great Depression in the early 1930s. Now, they're only kids, you know, five-year-olds at the time, but they remember it and it shaped their thinking, their values, their consumer behaviour for the rest of their lives. They were frugal people. They weren't earning an income during the Great Depression, but they were shaped by it. I think the same principle will apply to Generation Z. They don't have mortgages, they're not married, they don't have kids, but they are mightily shaken by what they are seeing. They will be shaped by the experiences, the exposure to this time in the same way that that generation, the 90-plus-year-olds, there's not a lot of them left, but they will still talk today about their experiences of the Great Depression and the hardships. And I think Zeds will be talking about this in the 2050s, 2060s and 2070s. The boomers are long gone, even the Xs are frail and old at that stage. It's the Zeds will say, well, I remember back during the Great coronavirus lockdown. Here is how society responded. Here are the hardships that our family, my family, our community experienced at that time. It will shape Australia and the generations for generations to come. Well, there's been plenty of good and some not-so-good-natured ribbing between the generations these past couple of months. The truth is, this isn't going to be an easy recovery for many of us, regardless of our age. And with the Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg on Wednesday announcing we are officially in a recession, we can all expect some belt-tightening in our futures. That's all for The Quickie today, but if you want some advice on how to recession-proof yourself and your finances, then check out episode 263 of The Quickie called The Coronavirus Crash, Five Useful Money Tips to Help You Through, with the ABC's financial reporter, Emily Stewart. It's worth a listen. This episode was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri.